Welcome back to the squad for episode 14 of Beyond B, I and C, the podcast that has a lot of head scratching on its agenda. This time, we're joined by you, lovely people, our listeners, as we host an almost unique listening party, first track from King's third album, Perfect Symmetry. All day long, our listeners around the world have been downloading Spiralling from keenmusic.com and emailing their thoughts to us. We'll be joined live on the line by our musical expert Mark to help pick the track apart and by Kerry, the chief moderator of the band's message boards, to give us a quick flavour of the word on the electronic street. Mmm, sounds good. We'll also be chatting about the band's rather odd new publicity photos, the first proper single, comparing recipes for jambalaya, talking about my generation and basically going through all the rest of the week's news. That sounds like so much, Andrew. Surely it's physically impossible to squeeze it all in. Chris, we live in a topsy-turvy world. A world where South African Kevin Peterson can captain the England cricket team. So, of, of course we can. Have some faith. Yeah, let's do it. Go, team! So, that's all coming up on today's celebratory Beyond the Iron Sea. Beyond the Iron At 11 o'clock this morning, the world moved beyond the Iron Sea. (laughs) Andrew, that is brilliant. Thank you. The first material from the band's third album session saw the light of day today, with Spiralling being released as a free gift to King's loyal fans. Now, we're sure you've heard it already, but if you'd like your own copy, scoot on over to keymusic.com to secure a free one. Yeah, I mean, we've been listening to it all day, and uh, we think, well, I mean, it's probably the poppiest thing that they've ever done. It's It's brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to talk about it because in a, in a in a way I mean we've been listening to it now for you know several hours because we knew we were going to have to do this but I don't feel I don't feel as though it's part of the furniture yet it doesn't I'm still not used to it and that means I can I can listen to it again and again still It's nice isn't it to have some new keen material there so not just nice not just new ma- keen material but genuinely challenging new material yeah, I mean, I, I personally think it's quite an unusual path for a third album because, you know, by a third album, bands start getting, obviously want to move in a new direction and sometimes get a bit kind of anal with their sound and try be a bit clever like Radiohead or whoever. Whereas this has kind of almost gone back to basics with a I very youthful, exuberant sound. I can't think of a, a band who've done this where, for their third record, they've decided to go out and, rather than try and alienate their fan base, instead they've tried to sort of bring in the people who didn't like them in the first place. Yeah. The people who consider them staid and dull and boring are the kinds of people who I can imagine listening to this and absolutely loving it. Definitely. Um, it's got all of the all of the things that, that they promised. There's the, the big percussion, interesting percussion as well. Mm. Um, the tasteless synths are in there, the, the squelchy bass. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great sign, isn't it, that they're delivering on what they've promised. Mm. And it's it's so 80s. It's I can't think... We've had so many acts over the last sort of five years that have, have gone back towards an 80s sound, but none as completely as this track does. Um, you can say that the Killers are inspired by mm. um, by 80s music, but nowhere near as much as, as Spiralling is. Mm. I mean, that's been the, the big comparison, hasn't it, really? I think with the Killers, that's what people have been saying. Mm. Well, I think... Um, Without um, wanting to... Well, no, no, I do want to blow our own trumpets. I think we're great. And I can remember going back to the Influences podcast that we did, uh, the fourth podcast out. Yeah. Um, we played track after track. And I, I can remember putting that together and thinking that, you know, we're, we're basically heading down a blind alley with this. Um, and we were thinking that it was, you know, going to be looking or sounding something a lot like Talking Heads. 
And we yeah. played Once in a Lifetime, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we said that's what it all seemed to add up to. And unfortunately, all Keen's hints seem to have been correct on that one. So. Exactly. They, they led us exactly to what they were going to be sounding like. And that's that's what it sounds like, basically. And I like the fact that you can see exactly how they've got from where they were to here. I mean, you, you were talking a lot about the influences from, from Under Pressure. Yeah, I mean, I think that certainly marked a turning point and, and give us a hint of what was uh, to come. I mean, there's there's loads of little influences from Under Pressure, not least, you know, the whole boy thing. I think the, um, well, first of all, an interesting bass line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Richard's drum part is very, very funky as well with the little things he's doing with the hi-hat, quite similar to the Under Pressure drum beat as well. And I can remember when you and I, um, this obviously before we started doing the podcast, um, the first thing that we thought of when we first heard Under Pressure was that it sounded fun. Yeah, it sounded like the band were enjoying themselves, and I yes. think that was something that we couldn't say. The last time I think I heard the band properly enjoying themselves was when they were on the first tour around the country, start of 2004 maybe, and in between they were enjoying the success that it was bringing them, but I don't think perhaps it was as fun. They d- didn't have as many expectations to live up to, and I, feel, exactly. I think they probably feel now that they've, you know, people have an opinion on Keen, and they're just having fun ripping all those, you know, all those preconceptions down now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when you, you know, if we try and sort of break it down a little bit, um, nice clear vocals. This is what um, a lot of people love about Keen is that the the vocals have always been nice and high in the mix and and crisp. That's one mm. thing that Tom does very well. Um, the drums. One thing I've always said about Tim is that I think his parts are very easy to play, but very hard to write. And I think Richard's got to the same stage now, that he's doing things which are actually quite easy to play, but are absolutely brilliantly Trying written. Trying to conceive and, them in the first yeah, place is difficult. They fit the songs perfectly, so or fit spiralling anyway. So, And actually listening to the track and breaking it down into its parts, um, you might say that this is perhaps Keen abandoning their, their traditional sound. But there's a, you know, there's a hell of a lot of clean piano on this. There's, there's an awful lot of piano. It might be, you know, the those sort of eight, those eighties chords. Yeah, the uh, fourths. Yeah, that, very good. <laughs> uh, it's great having a muso um, around. Um, but yeah, there's there's an awful lot of clean piano on here, and it's throughout the track. Um, but they're in the background, so you perhaps wouldn't notice mm. it. I think basically what we're saying is that, or our opinion of it, it's a, a definitely a new direction, but it's. It's brave and compelling at the same time. It's um, it's fascinating stuff. I don't know what kind of indication of the album this is, but I'm excited. Yes, um, I I love to I love listening to this track again and again at the moment, mm. and it's gonna. It's going to be huge in places where Keen have never been big before. Mm. Uh, not, ha- not countries. I mean, I'm talking clubs. Uh, radio stations, people who would never buy a Keen record are going to love hearing this. I could hear it playing G.O.Y. quite easily. Yeah, it, you can hear the, the influence of, of Madonna's former um, former musical director Definitely. on this, can't you? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great track, and I, th- I keep wanting to say fascinating, because um, you often hear from bands that they're going to try a new direction, but in this case, Keen have definitely done it, and it's great. So, that's what we make of it, but how about you? And our, our first guest who's going to talk about it is Scottish musical maestro mate Mark MacDonald, who joins us on the line now. Hey guys, how's it going? We're good, thanks. How are you, Mart? I'm very well. I've been uh, listening to Spiralling. I must have listened about 25 times today. So, are you sick of it already? No, no. I have to say, you know, my reaction to it is I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I just think it's fantastic. It's, uh, you know, a real change and... Um, yeah, it's got guitars, good guitar parts, uh, piano, the old uh, 
screaming VCS three synth is in there <laughs> very sparingly as well. So I'm uh, sure that's what know. everyone's been talking about. That VC three synth. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the acronym on and number on everyone's lips. So, uh, is there anything about it that disappoints you so far? Um, I think you know I I, I like Tom singing on it. I, I saw that somebody said that they maybe thought it could have been a bit harder or edgier. Um, that's possibly true, but I think it's you know I, I like it as is actually. Um, no, I think I think on the whole it's actually great. Certainly, just from the initial kind of listening, there's there's very little of it that disappoints me at the moment. So I'll be interested to see the, where it fits because uh, obviously, when I spoke to Tim, then he'd said about this sort of sliding scale of sort of quite keen esque to being completely different to anything they've done. I'd be interested to know where spiraling actually fits on the on the scale. So you wait, wait and see. Just a quick question, Mars. Um, have you worked out what the main instrument is that's doing the big riff? Do you think it's synth or do you think it is a guitar? What's your opinion on all of this? My opinion is that is a guitar. It's not a synth. Interesting. So do, I, you think, do you think Tom will be playing guitar then? Um, I would say that's, yeah, that's either Tom or Tim. It's possible. I mean, it's actually it's not a, a complex guitar part, so it could be Tim because he did say that he'd done a few sort of riffs and stuff. And um, I, I was thinking that as well because it's probably quite a difficult riff to play and sing at the same time. So it wouldn't surprise me to see um, Tom Tom's doing the Tom. piano and keys. Yeah, exactly. Tom playing piano and Tim playing guitar, something we wouldn't, didn't think we'd see. You never know. You never know. But the, the bass on it also seems to be a synth bass to my ears. Uh, I don't know what you think about that. It doesn't sound like real bass. I think it's a synth bass. But, um, but yeah, all good from me. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Mart. And uh, we'll be speaking to you again soon. Excellent. Thanks very much. Cheers, Matt. Yeah, See you later. Um, Bye. Thanks a lot, Mart. Cheers. We're also joined by Kerry. Uh, now, Kerry, uh, if you're unfamiliar with who she is, she is in charge of the band's message board operation, kind of. Uh, she's basically in charge of looking after it anyway. Um, so, first of all, Kerry, um, tell us what you think of the track. Um, oh, I don't know where to begin because I'm going to gush a little bit about it because I'm G- just, gush away. Yeah, I'm absolutely blown away by the track. It's kind of everything I wanted from the band, but I didn't expect to get. It's bold. It's sexy. It's sassy. It's confident. It's just. It's... I'm going to ask it out on a date. It's uh, it, it's it's sexy and it gave you everything you wanted. I mean, it sounds like you're one satisfied woman. <laughs> very, very, very satisfied. Yeah, I'm just um, just amazed by it. Totally. Um, so, I really uh, haven't got a bad thing to say about the song, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, in your in your position as uh, as head of the board, um, what's the uh, what's the opinion been like on the board so far? What what have people been saying? Um, I'd say if I was to give it uh, give a split, I'd say it's a seventy-five twenty-five. So seventy-five are in seventy-five percent are in favour, and I'd say twenty-five percent have got niggles about um, the song or just ba- basically don't like it. So, what, what kind of problems have people got? The people that don't like it, what, what don't they like about it? Well, I think some people seem to think they've stepped too far away from what Keen are or the Keen that we knew. Um, the cheese that Keen brought to the table. Um, uh, you know, it's a little bit too out there for people. Um, by out there, do you think it, are people saying it, it's too poppy? Um, they just don't like the 80s thing? Um, no, yeah, one of the bad sides was um, someone posted basically that, you know, their consensus is they've mimicked a really bad period in time for music and made a piss poor job of it. That's kind of the extreme, saying that they should have stayed away from the kind of 80s theme. 
That's uh, that's pretty hardcore. So um, yeah, move, move, being a bit more positive, um, and you say <laughs> it is seventy five twenty five split towards positive. Um, yeah. What's the um, what are the the people who like it? What are they saying? Yeah, uh, the people that like it are saying that it's the, the the band have taken a risk. They've they've stepped away from the old the old Keen that we all know and love. Mm. Um, it, you know, it's quite a departure. But they still um, like it. Yeah, but you know, I, I get a real feel that people are embracing the track. Um, you know, and I'd say to even those people that aren't that keen on it, sorry, excuse the pun, but just to let it sit with you for a while and give it a few a few listens. And one thing I'd say on a personal note, on how many times I've li- listened to it, it strangely is becoming more keen, if, if that kind of makes any sense. The more I've listened to it, the more it is keen. Yes, it is different. But it is still it is still keen. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I didn't hear any piano first time round, but the more I listen to it, the more I hear that CP70 just chiming there's, out. There's an amazing amount of uh, of, of clean CP70 in there, isn't there? Yeah, and it's very majestic sounding within. It's very like you know, it stands out really clearly and crisply the the, the CP sound. But again, I'd agree with Chris. It's the more you listen to it, because the song's so very layered that you just get up for me i'll get more and more out of the track every time i listen to it okay well um thanks thanks a lot kerry um thanks for your your thoughts very positive things coming out of the message board there okay lovely thank you very much Beyond the so it's all looking positive on the message board but what about the people we care about the most our listeners we asked you on the last podcast to listen to the track and send your thoughts to us as soon as possible. To be honest, we were naive. We were a bit foolish. We had simply no idea how popular we are. We spent this evening sifting through email after email. So thanks to everyone who sent us their thoughts. We really genuinely appreciate it. From the, from the bottom of our hearts, we, we really do appreciate it. Let's crack on then with the first email at 11.12 this morning from Shelley, who writes... Spiralling. If this is an indication of the sound of the new album, bring it on! This song is absolutely fantastic. So much to take in, but first impression is that Tom's voice is what stands out most for me. He sounds brilliant. Yeah, most of our emails have been pretty positive on the whole, I'd say. Yeah, a a lot of people have been getting almost overexcited about this, like like kids on Christmas morning. Um, I think a really good example is this um, from, uh, I think, a former correspondent of ours who's had some emails on before. This is from Nicolette. Holy s***! They weren't kidding about the 80s throwback, but this song is so much more. Very dancey, as they told us, and definitely something to drive faster to. Bit irresponsible, but I think we'll let that go. Yep. Many emails have been commenting about how the song makes them want to dance. We've got a selection of them here. Um, First up, Dave says, You can't help yourself from wanting to dance or tap a foot, and it just gets better every listen. While Melissa writes... My initial reaction within the first 10 seconds of the song was literally, Holy shit, this is Keen! I knew Keen were moving in a funkier direction, but I was completely unprepared for what was coming out of my speakers. This is really refreshing to hear. I know the band have said this, but it does make you want to get up and dance. And still the positive comments came in. We thought the band might have been taking a risk by releasing something so different, but it looks like the majority of people have gone with them on this, I think. Yeah, um... Obviously, though, if there's a majority who like it, there's going to be a minority who don't like it. Um, and in this case, they have been uh, they have been emailing us and making themselves known. This first email uh, comes from Mark, who's not too keen. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not sure. 
just gave Spiralling its first listen, and I think it may be too poppy for me. And that Tom shouty bit two-thirds of the way through, I think that might really pee me off further down the line. See, um, this is something that I thought might alienate a few people. Um, the spoken word break in the middle of the song is going to be an acquired taste for most people. Um, it's it's nowhere near rap. It's just it literally is spoken word. With yeah, a bit of a I, tune. I mean, this is what I, we think. This is the ranting Alice Satan that the band hinted at. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, I didn't notice it first time. It didn't seem like a big deal for me at all. Really, it, fit, it fits with the song. I can remember. I can remember saying to you that um, I thought this was the, uh, this sounded like ranting, um, and you you completely nonplussed by it. No. Um, so I think I think it could put some people off. Um, even people who said that they they liked the track have then said that actually the spoken word bit was a bit you know more amusing than you know they found it hard to take that bit seriously. Mm. There were more dissatisfied fans though, like Jennifer Warren. Brian Ferry has been reborn in the image of Tom Chaplin. I am not impressed. The initial ooze at the start of the song reminded me of those boy bands from the late 90s and early 2000s era that I would love to forget about now. It makes me want to cringe when he starts talking during the song. Spiralling is uninspiring. Some pretty harsh words there. Um, Issa? I think that's how you pronounce it. It's Issa. Issa. Issa was another hitter who said succinctly that... Mostly, it's awfully awful. I'd like to like it, but I guess I won't. Hard hitting. However, mostly, people have been positive. We'll leave you with the thoughts of Becky Creighton. Love at first listen. It makes me want to do air guitar on a trampoline and eat chocolate all at the same time. Oh, that's too Becky. That's exactly what we thought. That, that was, I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, so, uh, thanks so much for all of your emails over the past few hours. I think that's a very good cross-section of opinion across the, the Keen community. Um, if you have anything you'd like to ask us, we'll be bringing the proper mailbox back next week. So keep sending your emails in to beyondtheinc at gmail.com. Cheers. And finally then, we're into the news segment. And because this podcast has lasted for hours and hours and hours... I think we'll do this one in a quick-fire manner. Yep. The first proper single from Perfect Symmetry has been announced, barely before we've heard a bar of spiralling. It is called Lovers Are Losing, and it will be coming out on October the 6th in the UK, but there's no news yet on an international release. You can expect that to be hitting the radio airwaves around the start of September, or the time that the man across the street is starting to tire of the soon-to-be massive hit, Spiralling. Next... Another song title has been revealed. The Sun's preview of the album mentions the track again and again, bringing the track titles known to date to nine. Alongside the two singles, uh, that song slots in alongside the other songs that we know about, which include Black Burning Heart, Playing Along, Perfect Symmetry, Love is the End, Better Than This, and the mysterious YHTMA which we must admit could also have become one of the other songs via a name change. Yep. Remember, the full track listing will be revealed shortly at keenmusic.com. And finally, the band have released a new set of promotional shots with Tom looking trim, Tim looking like he was styled by Kraftwerk, and Richard looking photoshopped. We have no idea what it all means, but it adds to the bright and breezy retro feel that the artwork for this album will have. And that was the news. Beyond the
So, we're done. We are exhausted. An absolute marathon of a day. We've been up since sunrise to bring you the longest beyond the Iron Sea on the biggest day for the band and their fans in two years. We hope we've done it justice. In the meantime, please keep in touch via the email. Chris will, once again, remind you of the address. Yep, beyondtheinc at gmail.com. If we can recover in time, please join us again next week for another blinding edition of Beyond the Iron Sea. See ya.